Aloha everyone, welcome to Just a Position, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already, and listen to new episodes out every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you are watching this video, I just first want to say, do not judge my hair. I recently got a haircut and I'm trying to find a new way to style it and I cannot for the fucking life of me figure out how to style my hair. So if I look like one of the founding fathers, mind your business. But I am coming to you from my bed for a solo podcast because um, I've actually kind of been panicking all day because in the most last minute of decisions, I decided that tonight I'm going to be flying out to Iceland. It's my first time there ever. It's always been a lifelong dream of mine to see the Northern Lights and they're happening there right now. And it was honestly a super last minute decision that I only made two days ago uh, because a friend and I just really needed it for the good old mental health. You know, um, I feel like I just needed a little bit of a break with everything that's been happening in my life and with the Target launch. It's definitely been super stressful. And I'm like, you know, what? I just need a very short trip to another place to just kind of detox and relax and it was really cheap to go to Iceland right now so I was like fuck it let's do it and so naturally of course my suitcase and belongings are strewn about everywhere I'm going to be heading to the airport in a few hours and I'm behind as usual but if you guys want to see what the journey is like make sure you go follow me on my Instagram and my TikTok because I'll be posting about it there I'm super excited to kind of share the journey with you guys but anyway to get into the topic today This is a very controversial topic. I'm just going to say that right away. I want to talk about some of my issues with the gay community at large. I know it's a really controversial one. um, And I first want to start off by saying, if you're listening to this, I am gay. So this is not some straight bro on another, you know, racist, homophobic, closed-minded podcast who's spewing vile and filth. This is someone who is actually in the gay community. I came out um, a long time ago and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I loved my community so much. I'm so proud to be a part of it. And I feel like my journey in accepting who I am has allowed me to be so much more understanding and empathetic overall as a person and I've grown so much as an individual just through the process of coming out and you know being a part of this wonderful wonderful community and um, by far there's so many more things I love about the gay community than what I don't like but the reason I want to talk about this topic is because I think you know There's a lot of issues within the gay community that a lot of people don't really want to talk about. And I understand why. You know, we have been an unrecognized minority group for so long that has gone through a lot of persecution. And we're finally at a point in society where there's so much more acceptance. And so there's definitely a hesitancy and um, kind of a shaming of people who step up, who are willing to talk about maybe the not so great aspects of the community. And I totally understand why as someone who doesn't appreciate when homophobic people will bash against the community because that's so the rhetoric that we're used to hearing. However, I think that doesn't excuse some of the internal problems that the community um, really struggles with that in our fight to be more accepting of gay people overall, we tend to kind of push under the rug and not talk about. And this is something that applies not only to you know, people within the gay community, but also allies as well. Um, I am not referring to people who are homophobic, who are, you know, (laughs) hating against gay people. Like, obviously, if that's your perspective, 
you need to do some internal work and recognize what is driving that hatred because that's absolutely ridiculous and that's not the tone I'm taking and it's not the people that I'm speaking to whatsoever. This is for the people who love the gay community like myself, um, who either are either a part of it or an or are an ally um, who want to commit to making sure that the community is more accepting and that it's better overall for every individual who is a part of it and our society at large. Um, these things that I want to talk about are, you know, constructive. Um, and I think for me, it's so important <clears throat> in being a part of this community where I have received so much love that everyone who is a part of it receives that same love. And there's just some things I've noticed where I'm like, oh my God, okay, we really need to work on this. This is kind of ridiculous and it's not okay. And those are the things I want to talk about. But like I said before, this is all just my opinions. This is all just my personal experience of what I have seen and personally experienced throughout my years of being a part of the gay community. And I do not want what I'm saying to be used as hateful rhetoric in homophobic rants against our community because I love it very much and I'm very proud to be a part of it. But without further ado, let's jump into my big issues with the gay community. Okay, so I have a list of things ready to go. Um, I'm going to get deep into it. Oh, I also want to say this is a topic I get very heated about. Like if I'm having a drink at a bar and you ask me about this stuff, be prepared for an hour and a half rant about it, which is why this is the perfect venue for me to be able to talk about this stuff. But I apologize if I get a little heated. It's because I care so much about my community and I want it to be better. And this is shit that we need to fix and resolve. So anyway, the first issue that I have with my community is the large problem of internalized homophobia. This is something that, you know, it is a buzzword. I have seen it go around a lot, but I think a lot of people who are active proponents of the gay community and very involved in it still participate in. And it's difficult, right? Because we grew up in a society where it was, you know, heteronormative behavior all the time. Anything that was not straight, white, has just never been accepted. And it's been a really difficult time trying to, you know, unlearn all of that. And as, you know, uh, gay individuals, it's difficult to kind of reconcile with that internalized homophobia that we're experiencing. And if you're someone who doesn't know what internalized homophobia is, it's basically what it sounds like. Um, homophobic ideations or beliefs that um, are still withheld even if you are gay or a part of the LGBT plus community. Um, it kind of sounds super ironic, right? Like what? Why would you be gay and still homophobic? But oh my friend, internalized homophobia is a really big issue. Um, and I think it really comes down, like the re primary reason I see it happening is what we see in other minorities uh, as well, where there's a minority hierarchy. So we're so used to seeing straight people being upheld as the standard of who we are supposed to be. That is what everyone, you know, is encouraged to aspire to be. So, and this is the same uh, with, you know, within racial groups, within um, wealth classes, uh, kind of wherever you find a minority, you will see a hierarchy playing out that is really unfortunate and it's fucked up because uh, it's all to blame on 
you know, white supremacy and the patriarchy, essentially, which I will get into. Um, and I promise I'm not using these buzzwords. I really do want to dig into this stuff. Um, but yeah, like I've noticed that there is a hierarchy within the gay community where the most respected within the community are the ones that are most similar to straight people. Um, and this comes in so many different formats. And I think the reason is because you know, being that we've been force fed this message that being gay is bad and being straight is good and you should always want to be straight. Um, even if we've come to a point where we are accepting our, you know, homosexuality. And I also want to say this could apply to any aspect of the spectrum of sexualities within the LGBT plus community. I'm just going to say gay because that's my own personal experience, you know, gay male individuals. So um, take it how you will, but I'm speaking as to what I've specifically seen in my facet of the community. Um, there's definitely this kind of like gleaning and desire to be recognized as synonymous with straight people um, because there's an automatic respect. This is why within the gay community, you will see so many gay guys always be attracted to straight men or gay men who very much look, act, sound like straight individuals. And that is always seen as like the pinnacle of attraction within our own community, which has always been so interesting to me because it's like, well, why? Because we know we're different, but this is kind of the universal standard of what everyone wants to not only be attracted to, but also what everyone wants to be. Within the community, you'll see so many individuals, and I've definitely felt this pressure as well, where because I have a high voice, because I may be a little bit more flamboyant, you know, um, or if other individuals are, um, there's an active shaming of that. Um, and whether it's explicit, like through bullying, or whether it's implicit through people saying, well, I'm just attracted to guys who, you know, are like straight or like act straight or act masculine, you know, a lot of it comes down to this internalized homophobia where everyone wants to be as synonymous with straight people as much as possible. And I think this comes from an insecurity of ours of having been kind of exiled from society as not normal and not okay and sinful. I think whether we like to admit it or not, a lot of gay individuals definitely still feel this internal pressure um, to either be like that or be attracted to that or both. And it's really unfortunate because it does create a lot of insecurity, a lot of negative bullying behavior and close-mindedness within our own community. Because if you stray at all from what is considered straight, um, you're, you know, it, it's a disappointment to everyone else. And this is why like so many guys who present more femininely, um, so many men who want to dress femininely as well, who may have a higher pitched voice, who may be super flamboyant, are seen as not as attractive as guys who act straight, who sound straight, who, you know, talk straight, whatever that fucking means. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And um, maybe some people out there are listening to this and they're like, oh, come on, it's not that bad. You know, when I go to gay clubs, I see that there's so many guys who are super flamboyant and blah, blah, blah. This is a very real reality within the gay community and it's present literally everywhere. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, why is this internalized homophobia so intense. Um, why do gay people actively dislike 
you know, um, characteristics of other gay men that are kind of associated with our entire presentation and being of a community overall. And in my opinion, it really comes down to sexism. Um, the patriarchy is the source of all problems, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I think there's within this internalized homophobia, it's all linked back to sexism because, um, the traits that are seen as not as attractive or not as appealing are largely associated with feminine traits versus masculine traits. And it really frustrates me because like when, you know, I see on so many dating apps where guys are like, oh, no femmes, um, masculine guys only, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, wow, you're being very explicit in your distaste for anything that's related to femininity at all. Yet we are a part of a community that actively goes against the stereotypical patriarchy. Like what, what kind of cognitive dissonance mind fuck is this? <laughs> you know, it just, it doesn't really make sense to me, but at the same time it does because it's all linked back to sexism. In my opinion, um, our cultural and societal distaste for anything that's associated with women that's associated with femininity and still praising and upholding anything that is associated with masculinity or manliness quote unquote um and i think it's really ridiculous and you know if you are an ally maybe this is something that doesn't seem as apparent to you because when you think of maybe your gay friends or gay people in your life it might be the super flamboyant um guy who's you know very sexually promiscuous and getting with a lot of people as the gay stereotype is um but ask any gay guy and they will tell you that the guys who are sought after the most within the community are the very masculine the very straight bro type guys and it definitely creates an insecurity for anyone who falls outside of that and it's really really disappointing because I'm like wow you would think as a community we would have figured out that like the sexism is very much still alive within our own community. And this isn't even related to the casual sexism that is so commonplace among gay men against gay women, evenly. Like there's such a huge divide between um, the gay male and, you know, gay femme, uh, gay woman community. It's pretty ridiculous. And I think a lot of it is rooted to sexism overall, but so many conversations I hear as someone who's in the community, I'm just like, damn, this is a lot of internalized homophobia. This is a lot of internalized sexism and no one's really willing to admit it because this is what is celebrated. You know, it's uncomfortable to say, but that's the reality. <laughs> And I just don't understand it at all because I'm like, why are we trying to appeal so hard to a community that will never accept us? You know, like, I mean, I know the world has come really far in a lot of ways. And there's thankfully every year more and more in people who are accepting of homosexuality. But, um, you know, kind of the obsession with straight men and being attracted to straight guys and all this stuff, which is just really disgusting, in my opinion. I just don't understand why the archetype of the person that so many gay guys are attracted to is literally the same type of person that would bully you and hate crime you. <laughs> like, I see so many guys who just love the straight bros who are like super masculine and speak in a super deep voice. And not that those type of people will always be homophobic or always be assholes. Like, I'm not saying that at all, but <laughs> I am saying 
every time I have been called the F slur or been bullied by someone for being gay, it's literally that type of person. And I'm like, why are we actively trying to be attracted to this? Not even that. It's like active fetishization of straight guys where I see, you know, gay guys in the community who are just obsessed with pursuing straight guys. And I'm like, why are you here? (laughs) Oh my God. This is going to get me canceled. I feel like, I feel like this is a really controversial take, but I'm just so fucking sick of it because I'm like, Oh my God, like accept everyone, embrace everyone. Don't like, you know, and if you are attracted to guys who are like that, that's fine. Just like, don't do it in a way that is so, you just overexerting yourself trying to appeal to them and trying to pursue them and be obsessed with them and stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, chill. That is literally fetishization and y'all need to slow down and y'all need to just accept and be open-minded to people who don't fall within that, you know, masculine only characteristic archetype that is so often pursued in our community. I don't know. It's a mind fuck. Maybe I'm getting really deep into this hole. Um, but I feel like if you, um, are gay or you have spent a lot of time with gay individuals, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, let me move on to the next topic. Sexual position shaming. Another uncomfortable topic, but I'm going to talk about it because I think this needs to be addressed and I see it literally all the fucking time. Um, Just to put it bluntly, uh, most gays hate bottoms. Um, And if you don't know the whole what a top versus a bottom is, just think sex and it'll make sense. <laughs> I don't know. Google it. Well, maybe don't Google it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's an active dislike, hatred, um, just weird attitude towards bottoms within our community. It's a running joke um, to kind of make fun, poke fun at people, shame them for being a bottom. And when I first got into the community and I would hear people say this, I was like, oh, they're kind of being dramatic. Like, whatever. It's really not like that. Oh my God. Over the years, when I see the way people like kind of talk, poke at, make fun of people who are bottoms, I'm like, y'all realize it takes two to tango, right? Like in order to have sex, you got to have a top and you got to have a bottom. Um, so I don't know why there's this weird like attitude. And I have to say, I noticed that this was most prominent among people who are not even gay, but who proclaim to be allies. And let me explain, like I have seen other content creators as well as on my own content comments from like teenage girls, um, or women, um, or even like straight guys uh, and a ton of gay guys, of course, You're really everyone. But I've seen it kind of equally from every group where they'll be commenting on my posts or other posts where they're like, shut up, bottom. You're just a bottom, whatever, bottom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, on my posts, which I'm like, bro, I'm not even as, like, why would you call me a bottom? <laughs> first of all, um, but like other people, um, you know, they're poking fun at Um, and in a really kind of like rude and disrespectful way. And I'm like, why do they always say that? Why do I never see these comments and this kind of conversation around people who are tops? And maybe you are rolling your eyes listening to this and you're like, oh my God, Hiram, it's just like poking fun. It's not that big of a deal. It's not a big deal if you're a bottom, blah, blah, blah. But I, 
I've seen some like really nasty, like mean comments towards a lot of fellow content creators shaming them because they are a bottom. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't understand it because you literally need a bottom in order to have good sex. Like, what, what are we talking about? And then I realized it's again linked back to sexism. The reason why tops are never really made fun of they're never really like criticized or shamed um is because their sexual position is linked to masculine traits and being a bottom automatically associates you with the most disliked traits of the gay community um you know the stereotype is that a bottom is very flamboyant has a very high voice um is you know very over the top if you will like all these characteristics that a lot of people frankly don't like gay people for which first of all is ridiculous for the reasons i mentioned before this um but i realized i was like wow okay i really think this does link back to sexism um because there is a shame associated with being associated with the woman's aspects within a relationship and even within sex and it took me a while to like come to that conclusion but i was like that is so fucked up again why are people shaming other men within the community for being associated with femininity like it's ridiculous um and it's uh, disappointing and i'm not saying that this specific problem is like oh my god get your pitchforks ready let's go into the streets and have mass protests like it's not that big of a deal but at the same time i've seen it s happen so frequently on um within the community on other people's posts where i'm just like okay that's really mean like the tone that people are taking and kind of the underlying meanings to what they are saying is very disrespectful and that's why within the community you will find that a lot of people are kind of like ashamed to admit that they are bottoms ashamed to be associated with that they will kind of from like <laughs> not i was gonna say advertise that is not the right word they'll kind of um tell other people that they're a different sexual position that they're top when they're actually a bottom uh because there's shame associated with identifying with that and i think it's just so fucking stupid i'm like oh my god you guys come on like this is ridiculous why are we poking fun at other people for doing that you know i i would never like it's so stupid it's so ridiculous but it's something that i see from specifically gay guys within our own community all the freaking time and i'm like okay y'all need some help <laughs> So that topic was a little bit more like relaxed. It's not as serious of an issue. But the next one I want to talk about is a pretty serious issue that I've definitely noticed. And I'm talking about it in specific regards to the gay community. But all of this could definitely apply to the straight world as well. But casualized racism. Um, and the reason I say casualized is because racism has become so commonplace within a lot of conversations within the gay community that it is it, it has become casualized over time and this is something that makes me really really angry and what I get most fired up about within the community and the unfortunate thing is that when I've brought this up with other people in the community the response will kind of be like rolling their eyes or being like oh my gosh I am like you're being so dramatic it's really not that serious but it is because it is literal racism and let me get into the details if you go on any dating app, um, but particularly like more hookup apps like Grindr, you will see in so many bios, no blacks, no Asians, no femmes, no this, no that, like in specific regards to races. And I've noticed this type of posting on their accounts is a lot more commonplace 
in areas that are more predominantly white than not. Um, but it's a problem that is kind of everywhere. And I know that there's a big debate and it's very controversial, um, you know, for someone to criticize having a preference or a sexual preference for a, you know, certain type of person, a certain type of appearance. And I'm not shaming people for that. Like if you're, whatever you're into, you're into, but to so blatantly post that you are never in any way going to allow yourself to be attracted to a black person, to an Asian person. And you're telling that to other people, black people, Asian people, whoever else who are on the app, who are using it. How do you think that makes them feel? What message do you think that sends to them? It sends an active message that they are not valued. They are not attractive. They are not wanted within this space. And it's so disgusting and really infuriating. Um, and I see it literally all the time. And that's not even mentioning the horrific messages I have seen exchanged with my friends who are not white um, on dating apps of the casual racism that they will uh, receive every single day. It is mind-blowing to see how comfortable people are within our community saying the most racist, horrific shit to people. Um, and then when they get called out on it, being like, oh, it's just my preference. It's just it's just my preference is what I'm attracted to. And I'm like, there's a difference between being attracted to a type of person versus, you know, being completely exclusionary, telling other people that, giving no consideration to dating anyone within a specific race whatsoever, sending people racist messages that is a whole nother ball game and it really does need to be addressed. And it's made me really frustrated within the community as well, because I've seen people within the gay community posting about this topic and the amount of <laughs> gay individuals, particularly gay white individuals who always use like, it's just a preference as their defense against any type of criticism is really eye-opening to me because it's showing that a lot of people within our community are using the image and representation of being a part of the LGBT plus community as an excuse to not be further introspective on the other aspects of their not open-mindedness that they're not willing to admit. Okay, that was like really convoluted. Let me say that again. They're essentially using being gay as an excuse to spread more ra racism, to not be open-minded and to not have that introspective introspection to look at themselves and realize, hmm, maybe in addition to the heteronormativity that has been force-fed to me, society has also force-fed me racism has also force fed me prejudice and maybe I should take a look at these things. It's so interesting the dynamic that is present because I think, you know, within our own community, because we are a minority, I think a lot of particularly gay white individuals will use the rainbow flag as like an excuse to continue their racist ideologies when in no way is that okay. And the thing for me too, when it comes to like, you know, attraction and preference, like I get it, you know, if you're not attracted to a certain type of person, that's totally fine. You'll like who you want to like, that's okay. But to preach about it, to be posting about it, to say to other people who are in that community that you would never want to be with them is ridiculous. Like it's not ridiculous. It's racist, obviously. Like it just makes me so mad because I see it 
all the time and whenever I bring it up people get so angry and they get so defensive and I think they get really defensive because they don't want to admit that they themselves have racial preferences that they don't really want to address because they enjoy being able to use it as you know a blinding shield to not address their own racism that they have. And um, that's not to mention the problem of racist fetishization. I sound like I'm slurring my words. Racist fetishization of different racial groups um, within our community as well. I've seen kind of two sides of the coin. Um, uh, and I'll specifically refer to, um, black men because this is who I've seen it happen the worst to. It's either no blacks. I don't want to date you. I don't like date black guys. I'm not attracted to you. Don't message me. Don't talk to me. Or it's the flip side where it's an attitude of like, I love black men. I only date black men. I only ever want to be with black men. I'm obsessed with black men. (laughs) And this can apply to any racial group. But this is very commonplace and it's ridiculous because for the people who are fetishizing a group, like, you know, a fetish is something that may have a certain je ne sais quoi to it, you know, like, uh, if you like it a little rough in the bedroom or if you like some role play or stuff like that, that isn't, you know, as accepted in society at large and is something that you, you know, keep a little bit more private because it's a specific interest that you have. Um, You should not fetishize people like groups of people, races of people. That is absolutely not okay because um, you're specifically being closed minded and actually removing their humanity by viewing them through that scope. If you're obsessed with black men or a different group of people, um, and have no consideration for dating or being with any other guy from any other racial group, um, you're not seeing them as a human. You're seeing them as an object to be used. And that is just not okay. <laughs> like, it's really not. And I've seen some people in the community be like, well, there's not casual racism because there's so many guys who are like obsessed with black guys or so many guys who are obsessed with Asian guys or stuff like that. Um, And a lot of times when I've seen those individuals, I'm just like, they are so explicit in talking about their fetishization of those specific groups of people where I'm just like, you clearly do not see them as a human. You see them as an object to be used at your disposal to fulfill whatever sexual um, or relational fantasies you have. Um, and you're stripping them of any aspect of their humanity. And it's okay if we like recognize with some of these aspects, it's okay. It's human nature. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say it's human nature. We are coded within society to have specific preferences. Um, our society is racist. We are raised in a environment where we are taught to pursue and be interested in only certain types of people. Um, and so it's natural that, you know, we may identify with some of these things, um, deep down because that's literally how we were raised, but it is not okay to justify that behavior and exploit it in ways like this that are so dehumanizing to so many people within our community. And, um, it's just, it's really freaking frustrating. I get so angry about this topic because, I can't tell you how many individuals within the gay community who do not fit within the white standard of attraction 
feeling like they don't belong, feeling like people aren't attracted to them, or if they are, it's because they fetishize them, and feeling dehumanized and worthless. It's literally a form of racism, and a lot of people don't want to admit that, but it is. And I'm sorry you had to hear it from me, and if you're upset at that, I just want to say maybe do some introspection and see if you identify with aspects of that because I don't think that within our community we should be viewing each other as objects. We should be viewing each other as humans. And if you are interested in humans, then there's no reason to be exclusionary or um, boasting about your fetishization of a specific type of person. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. And last thing I forgot to mention when it comes to casualized racism, the reason why all of this is happening is because the standard of beauty within the gay community and within the world, but very much so in the gay community is if you are white, you are the unanimous common denominator of attraction. Like everyone will be attracted to you. That's the message that's implicitly spread within our community. And it's so toxic and it makes me so mad because I see it all the time. And I have so many conversations with guys, excuse me, who are not white, who are like, man, just like so many people who are messaging, like when I try to message them, when I try to interact with them, if I'm not white, then they won't give me the time of day. There's no way they're even going to consider me at all, um, only because I'm not white. But if you are white, you are viewed as a human and the rest of the groups are not. And that's just the reality. Sorry. Okay. I'm getting way deep into this topic and maybe this is turning a lot of people off. Um, But yeah, this is just my honest thoughts. I have to be honest about it because it drives me crazy seeing this type of casual racism occur every day within our community and nobody's talking about it because nobody wants to be introspective. So anyway, moving on to the next topic. Physical attraction overall. Now, maybe this is something that also synonymously recurs in the straight community. I know that it definitely does for a lot of straight guys. But in the gay community, it is so commonplace for physical attraction to be the one, the only determining factor of whether or not you are interested in someone and whether or not you want to pursue a relationship. And it's very frustrating because it makes a lot of us super fucking insecure. Um, and the reason I talk about it is because, you know, one of the things I love about the gay community is is that we, you know, are kind of actively shamed by the majority of society. So it has allowed for us to be able to communicate with each other in a very open and authentic way where I think we're able to more freely speak than maybe a lot of people in the straight world feel as comfortable about. And that's why you get so many gay guys who are just, you know, saying just whatever comes to their mind and are very transparent and it's really fun and really enjoyable to be around us because we just have absolutely no filter um but i think in what one of the downsides of that when it comes to this specific topic is that the prioritization of physical attractiveness over any other feature of another human is a very common place topic of discussion amongst gay men um i can't tell you well not not even tell you not even i can't tell you how many times every single time i hang out with gay individuals there will always be discussion of like 
oh my gosh, do you see that guy over there? Oh my God, he's so hot. Oh my God, I would marry him. He is so freaking hot. Um, <laughs> it's so weird to talk about on the podcast like this. Um, or, you know, when going through dating apps or when talking about other individuals, the only mark of significance when it comes to talking about another person is if they are physically attractive or not. And I used to think that this was maybe like an only isolated instant, like certain areas or with certain people, but kind of wherever I've traveled, everywhere I've gone, I have noticed this dynamic. And this is not me saying like bad gay community, look at the straight world. They're not doing that. Straight guys are like even worse. <laughs> but I think because in the gay community, we do communicate so openly and uh, like uh, honestly about everything uh, it allows for a lot of the discussions to kind of be a free flow of thought and I think the dominant conversation that has kind of taken the gay community by hold is always talking about if other gay guys are attractive or not and it drives me fucking crazy because um I don't know like I've always strive to be the person and also the way I was raised was just never even really considering the physical attractiveness of a person because it's like that's gonna fade that's gonna go away like you will only be physically attractive in the eyes of society for so long before you age you get old you have you know body issues that's just the way it's gonna work so physical attraction does not matter at all like what matters is who you are as a person what your ethics are what your morals are what you want to do to help others what you want to do to help someone in a relationship how you want to help make the world a better place like for me that's always been my viewpoint but it is really disappointing over time how being a part of this community where everywhere you go the topic of discussion is always about like oh my God, you should date him. He's super cute. Like he's super attractive. You should definitely go date him. Oh no, he's ugly. He's not attractive. Like don't go after him. Blah, 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 blah. It really like rubs off onto you after a while and kind of makes you think like, damn, like, is it really the only thing that people are looking for? Is this the only thing people care about if someone is attractive or not? And I think this is largely because um, specifically for the gay community, this is a community made up of men. And I think, um, I don't know. That's just the way that a lot of guys work, I guess. I'm not excusing it whatsoever. It's just an observation. Um, but I'm just like, damn, like there's so much more to other people and there's so much more to relationships and there's so much more to attraction than just physical attractiveness. Like what about intellectual connection and attraction? What about, you know, um, uh, all the different love languages, the way that you can appreciate someone for the way that they treat you, the way that they can talk with you and engage with you, the quality time you spend together, um, how much they're willing to give. Like, why is there not as equal of a focus on those things? And instead, the hyper fixation is all about whether the person is cute or not. And every time I bring this up, it gets a lot of flack from literally everyone. So I am prepared to stand alone in this personal opinion. Uh, and I'm not saying that physical attractiveness should be like discounted. Like if that's something that is important to you, like good for you. Like, I mean, you know, that is an aspect of attraction. And typically the first thing that people really recognize when they begin feeling attraction to someone and then the other aspects of their personality will build upon that after there's that initial physical attractiveness. But that's not the dynamic that I'm seeing within our community. The dynamic that I constantly see is just only talking about if they're attractive or not. And I can understand it from like a hookup standpoint. Like if you're 
going to hook up with a person you don't really know them and you don't really plan to know them i guess but like with this constant conversation of like whether or not someone is cute or attractive and what about them makes them attractive think about the message that it sends to everyone else who doesn't have those features who doesn't look like that it just makes everyone more collectively insecure by continuing to focus on this and that's what makes me really mad and I'm just going to say it super unpopular opinion within the gay community. I already know, but I have found a lot more solidarity and peace in my conversations with my straight friends than my, like so many people within the gay community, because I know I won't have to worry about this constant conversation around whether or not certain people are cute or attractive. That's a bold statement, y'all. I am prepared to get canceled for that, but it's absolutely true. Um, you know, uh, within so many different settings, and maybe I'm just having a really hard time finding the right gay people in the community. But I don't think it's that. I think it's conformity. To be honest, I think because this is the dominant focus within our community, it's kind of like, well, if you want to be integrated within our community, that's kind of the semantics of conversation that you need to have. Be constantly calling out whether, you know, a guy is attractive or cute. And not even to mention the active problem of like catcalling and um, lewd comments about someone else in a public space that is very much commonplace in the gay community. Um, I love me a good gay club. I love a good gay bar. But, you know... Um, harassment and um inappropriate physical touching without consent is just as commonplace in gay environments as it is as it is in straight environments and i think a lot of it is due to this focus on physical attractiveness being the only factor as to whether or not you are a worthy person or not so oh Ugh, I'm already feeling sick talking about this topic because I know it's not a popular one and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for it, but that's just what I've noticed. And I think overall it does a huge disservice to our community because it will only increase people's physical insecurities about themselves and only make people who don't fit within the stereotypical aspects of attraction feel less worthy. And I don't think that's right for our community. I think our community should be accepting of everyone who is a part of it. You know, everyone should feel attractive within our community. And then the last thing, which I could talk about this issue for so long, but there is a severe problem with body image issues and eating disorders within the gay community. Um, you know, some eating disorder associations and foundations have estimated that just as many men struggle with eating disorders as women, but because it's not generally accepted as a topic or as something to come out about um most cases largely go unreported and having been a part of the gay community where the expectation of peak physical exercise muscles six-pack pecs everything is kind of the unanimous standard of beauty um in my opinion from my experience most people in um the gay world have experienced an eating disorder or disordered eating at some point. I should say disordered eating at some point. Um, and I would venture to guess that almost everyone has body dysmorphia. Definitely. Because I can't tell you how many guys within the gay community I know who actively skip meals, who actively starve themselves, who um, 
you know, also potentially struggle with orthorexia, which is a form of an eating disorder where there's a hyperfixation on counting calories, only intaking so much food, being very particular about what you are ingesting with the end goal of losing weight or being in peak physical condition. And what's worse is that these things are very normalized in our conversations because of that dynamic before that I was talking about where we have a very open and honest approach. um, It's very commonplace to hear like gay guys talking about how they're skipping meals and how they're trying to starve themselves today because they want to be more skinny for, you know, the club tomorrow or an event that's happening and how, um, and I see it all the time um, in different groups where like, if a gay guy's talking about how he has lost weight for whatever reason, how he has skipped meals, how he's been restricting his calories, it will actively be celebrated. Like it'll be something where the guys are just like, yes, we're queen, get skinny. Yes. <laughs> um, I shouldn't be laughing cause it's really not funny. Um, it's I, I just laugh because it's such an uncomfortable dynamic. And especially for me, someone who previously struggled with an eating disorder, I am the first person to joke about my eating disorder because humor is the way that I cope with the pain and the discomfort of having gone through that. But seeing that so normalized was kind of a big shock to me because when I first saw that happen where so many gay guys um, are always talking about wanting to be skinny and counting calories and restricting their diets and overworking out. Um, I thought it was just joking at first. Like I thought when people were talking about like skipping meals, they were just like being sarcastic. But then I realized like, no, for a lot of gay guys, I know they're actively having disordered eating or major body dysmorphia issues that are contributing to a lack of physical self-esteem and very easily leads to a pipeline of disordered eating and an eating disorder. Um, And it's a huge issue. And I I think the big reason is because like go into any gay club, go into any gay bar and you will see like the guys that they have on the posters or on the walls or on the TVs um, or, you know, like go to any gay adult website and you will see that the people who are represented have completely unattainable bodies well maybe not unattainable but unsustainable bodies like full six pack huge arms huge pecs their waists are like this size but their upper bodies like this size and that's celebrated as the standard of beauty and it's extremely topic and toxic and that's why um it's very common for gay men like statistically it is extremely common for gay men to struggle with an eating disorder um now of course it's a problem in the straight world as well but i just notice it being really prominent in the gay community and what's worse is that the conversation around it is so normalized so that's a really big issue and i think the best way that that can be addressed is by not upholding these very unsustainable body types as the standard of beauty Um, for us as a community overall to not be so focused on physical attraction and how good your body is and these conversations as the only signifier of whether someone is like should be pursued. (laughs) Like I think by addressing those things, then we can start to address these body image issues because so long as those things continue, then it there's going to continue to, be issues with body image and with weight and disordered eating 
all that kind of stuff. Um, it makes it kind of sick to talk about, but it's, it's very commonplace and it's very sad. Um, because as someone who has worked so hard to get out of an eating disorder and where it plagued me for years of my life and was the most miserable experience I've ever been through, that is the last thing I would wish on anyone. I would never want someone to go through an eating disorder, but in our community, it's so commonplace and it's celebrated and it's just, it's really sad. Wow, this has been a heavy topic. But before I finish this, because I don't want to end on a negative note, I want to end on a positive note. Like I said before, these are things I think we really need to change in the community to make sure that everyone is fully accepted and everyone feels their best self, which is literally what the foundation of the community has been. And I also want to say that a lot of these specific issues, I would say are definitely related to the gay male community. And that's why I found a lot more comfort and solidarity Um being around people who, you know, don't necessarily identify with the gay male community, but who are a part of the queer community or um, people who fall in other aspects of the spectrum, because it's a lot of these problems are very much dominated by sexism um, and the patriarchy and of course, racism and all these issues that are so prominent in the world and uh, what I think should not be accepted in the LGBT plus community at all. So, you know, these are very specific issues. I'm not saying this applies to everyone. These are just things that I've noticed and I'm sick and fucking tired of it. (laughs) But I want to talk about some things I absolutely love about the gay community, because like I said before, I love my community so much and I just so enjoy the messages not enjoy i'm so proud of the messages that the community really promotes about loving yourself about being authentic being okay with being yourself um loving others i just think all those messages are so beautiful and i love this community so i made a list of the things i absolutely love the first thing i love is that there's such a strong sense of community i know that me as a gay individual when traveling to other places where i might feel a sense of anxiety and worry about people not being as accepting people being homophobic i can always count on if there's a gay environment like a gay bar a gay club um a gay meetup spot that there will always be people who are there who are kind who are accepting who don't care how you act who don't care how you look um who are willing to accept you and that's a beautiful thing that a lot of us don't really get to experience in the normal world you know like so many of us who are gay are so used to going into environments immediately being like, is someone going to be homophobic? Are they going to hate me because I'm not straight? Am I going to be judged? Am I going to be, you know, um, mistreated or spoken down to because I'm gay? Like there's always that automatic sense of worry with any space that you go into and you never have to worry about that in any gay dominant space. And I absolutely love that. And with that, there's an intense love and camaraderie for other LGBT plus individuals um, that I have seen within the gay community as well. Um, Not all the time, you know, of course, there's are issues within our community, but I'm speaking to the positivity that I've seen. Um, Gay people are going to stand by each other. They're going to, you know, stick up for one another. Um, we really are like a family to each other, which I think is so necessary trying to lead a life in a world that has never really catered to us at all. It's really cool to see 
how much camaraderie there is and how much other people in my community are willing to stand up for one another. And I think that's absolutely beautiful and something that I haven't seen um, personally so prominently in any other community I've been a part of. And I just think it's amazing. And that's one thing I love so much. Like I, I'm always going to stick up for the people who are in my community, no matter what. And I, I just think that's beautiful. Oh my gosh, and not to mention the artistry, the creativity, the intelligence, the humor of people in our community is incredible. Like so many world changers have been gay um, who have used their pain and their um, non-identification with the mainstream world as motivation f to create art, to create movements that inspire people, to you know, shock people to push people to do the right thing. Um, hang out with any group of gay individuals and you'll be rolling on the floor laughing because we are just, we're funny as hell. Like I, I think gay people are just fucking hilarious. I absolutely love it. Um, we're a blast to be around, you know, and it's, it, it feels good. Um, and that's something that I take so much inspiration from. And I love about this community is just the beauty that we've created in the aftermath of le living such painful lives growing up, you know, so many people in my community, I respect so much because I'm like, wow, you had a really difficult childhood yet you've managed in your adult life to inspire others, make others feel welcome, you know, stand up for others through art, creativity, expression, humor. It's, it's beautiful. And then finally, of course, the thing that I'm most proud about for my community is that we are so willing to stand up and sacrifice for other people who are not accepted, who have their rights taken away, who are shamed by the world overall, like, um, you know, all the way back to the Stonewall riots and all the way to today. I see so many individuals in our community actively standing up for others and fighting for human rights in a way that the world hasn't seen before and I take so much inspiration from that and that's one of the reasons I'm so proud to be a part of this community because our origins were not easy they were messy they were horrifying they were oppressive and just awful and look at how much beauty has been created once we've been allowed to shine and once we've been allowed to flourish and be present in the world and it's because of all the individuals over the course of time throughout history that have fought for what we're able to experience today. Um, it's incredible. And when I think about it too much, I get all choked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we have such a painful but beautiful history of standing up for one another. And that's why I will always be proud to be gay and something that I will never be ashamed of. And that's how I want to end the episode. I know this was really intense. Like I said, I went on a rant and I got into some dark topics and I know this stuff kind of feels heavy and this is not meant to be bad gay community, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is not, you know, a homophobic rant. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think our community needs to work on some of our stuff overall. I think we have a lot of growing to do. Uh, I think a lot of us were raised in environments and were essentially, you know, stunted in a lot of our own development because we weren't 
allowed and permitted to be who we want to be. And I think, you know, as a community, it, it, it impacts the community. And I think by practicing introspection, by learning about these things like sexism and racism and how they play out in our community today and in the world at large, we can better commit to treating each other right and helping each other be better. And that's really what I want for the LGBT plus community. Um, this is just all the top line comments like I could go so much deeper into this I could go for hours and hours because there's so many more things but I didn't want to come off as negative because I'm really not I just wanted to talk about these things so thanks so much for listening for anyone who stuck around to the end I really appreciate you and I hope this helped just shed a little bit of light and like I said if you are a homophobe I do not consent to any of my words being used as straight propaganda <laughs> that is not okay this is for the girls, gays, and theys, and allies only. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can see all of our episodes on video. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio. New episodes out every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Mwah.